Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Good morning, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to the Morning Mash. I am Craig Borden, your host here on the Jaybird Watching Gamecast, as typical. So, anyways, the Toronto Blue Jays squeak out a win against the New York Mets and ruin Jose Bautista's homecoming slightly. But the person that definitely did not ruin Jose's uh, homecoming was himself, making a stellar catch in the outfield and right field and going one for two with three walks in typical Jose Bautista fashion as he bats in the second spot for the New York Mets. Glad to see that he got the standing ovation that he deserved, uh, being one of the great Blue Jays of all time and making, uh, obviously, one of the biggest home runs in franchise history. It was good to see that the fans got behind him and cheered him, even when he was out doing uh, warm-ups and everything, along with the Blue Jays doing a very very nice tribute that can be found on Twitter as well. So Jose Bautista comes back and uh, scores a run in his outing. Um, as far as the Blue Jays go, they got down to a two, four to nothing lead. And that continued to grow for the New York Mets as uh, Marco Estrada, unfortunately left with hip pain after recording just one out. Um, he allowed one hit, two earned runs and a walk. And the home run to Esdrubal Cabrera that really opened up the scoring for the New York Mets. To my shock, that is Esdrubal Cabrera's 15th home run of the season. Um, that would be one of those things that the baseball gods are just shining on him in his late part of his career at this point and looking very, very good. In the second inning, Devin Mazzarocco would hit another two-run blast and really just continued to mash for the New York Mets. And Wilmer Flores got in a solo shot in the fourth to put the Blue Jays behind the ball five to nothing. So Curtis Granderson uh, finally got the Blue Jays on the board in the bottom of the fifth inning as he hit a double that scored Russell Martin. And I got the Blue Jays going. The double was his 12th of the season. Um, Michael Conforto for the Mets had other ideas though, as he would get, extend the lead for the, uh, Mets to six to one with a sharp double in, scoring, uh, Brandon Nemo in the seventh. So how the Blue Jays get back into this one to win is what you're probably asking. See, I already mentioned to you that they win. Loris Gurriel Jr. Kicks things off in the, you know, quick comeback as the Blue Jays score, uh, seven unanswered runs to win this one. Uh, Loris Gurriel Jr. grounded out to score Randall Grychuk. A couple pitches later, or a couple outs later, um, Devin Travis dashes home on a passed ball to get the you know the Blue Jays within scoring distance. And then Young Nervous Solarte hitting his 16th home run. He just completely annihilates this thing and ties the ball game up with one single swing of the bat. Scoring kick uh, Curtis Granderson and Teoscar Hernandez. Then the bottom of the eighth, one of my favorite young Toronto Blue Jays, Lourdes Scurriel Jr. Not only did he help with the uh, small ball with a nice uh, 
opposite field ground ball to score Randall Grychuk in the bottom of the seventh, bottom of the eighth. Hits a two-run blast, and it was a epic blast with a ball that he actually looked like he didn't even get his whole swing on, more or less one-handing this ball over the left field uh, wall into the Blue Jay bullpen, and picks up his fourth home run of the season. The two-run blast puts the Blue Jays up 8-6, to six. and that's how the ball game would stay as the Blue Jays bullpen did pretty well near the end of this game. They had some trouble finding their footing after Estrada left so early. Jake Patricky allowed two runs um, and not a lot of hits against Patricia, but um, just enough that the Mets were able to keep it going. Then Preston Gomet would come in, pitch an inning a third, allowed a run, but two hits, a home run, the, you know, third home run for the Mets. And how many games does a baseball team lose when they get three? home runs so very interesting game tim Mesa would come in and pitch four outs and was perfect allowed uh through that allowed just one hit and a walk joe biagini allowed another earned run um in his two-thirds innings of work he now is sporting a pretty high 6.45 era aaron loop would record two quick outs and give way to john axford who would was very solid but got into a little trouble in the ninth inning at and uh, recorded two outs. Tyler Clippard would come in with two on and record his sixth save to catch the final out for the Toronto Blue Jays. So Jose Bautista's homecoming will continue uh, on the 4th of July here in the States. So happy 4th of July to all the Americans listening to the show. And the Mets will be taking on the, the Blue Jays again as Marcus Stroman will be taking the hill against... Corey Oswalt, and Oswalt has only had one start in the major leagues this season, and he got hit pretty hard, so the Blue Jays have a chance to uh, really get keep things going here. Um, eight earned runs so far on the season, and just seven and a third for Corey Oswalt. So Marcus Stroman has a chance to continue his uh, resurgence since coming back from the DL in this performance. So let's go Blue Jays on that as we head to the farm report. All right, Blue Jays fans, so down on the farm, the Buffalo Bisons unfortunately lost again to the scranton Wilkesbury Rail Riders as they dropped this one 3-6. to six. Um, The Rail Riders were able to light up the Bisons pitching for 13 hits. Regardless of the fact that they had two errors, they were able to continue to run through the, the Bisons uh, pitchers. John Harris battled through this outing. Six innings of work, but allowed 10 hits. Could have been a ton worse, scattering those 10 hits, only walking one batter. Four earned runs, five strikeouts, and a home run. And that two-run blast was accounting for half of the earned runs against John Harris. Murphy Smith would come in and pretty much level things off, but allowing a couple runs of his on his own through three innings, three hits, two walks, and four strikeouts for Murphy Smith, who has been kind of up and down all season, but pretty good with late. So on the offensive side, as I mentioned, the Bisons were just not quite able to get enough to stay relevant in this game. Um, some stolen base chaos with Roddy Telez up in the first inning led to the first Buffalo Bisons run. Anthony Alford stealing second base um, allowed some chaos to happen with a missed error, and Anthony Alford would end up finally scoring after all the chaos. So first run, Anthony Alford... You creating that run with his legs. 
And then the Rail Riders offense really kicked in for the next few innings, scoring all of their runs. Uh, well, most of their runs, I take that back. Ryan Telez drove in Tim Lopes for an RBI in the sixth. And then Danny Jansen grounded out into a force play that scored another run as well. So that was, at the time, had the Bisons within striking distance at 4-3. And then Ray Navarro, who had already hit a home run in this game, uh, popped another single and uh, scored two. So that's how it is, and that's how the ball rolls. Moving right along, as uh, the Bisons lost, the New Hampshire Fisher Cats got out to an early lead against the Trenton Thunder. Now both those teams are all Yankees affiliates, and the Blue Jays were also playing a Yankee affiliate. So getting a good preview of what the Yankees minor league team here has before the trade deadline. Kevin Biggio batting in the light leadoff spot. Rare uh, rare scene as the, uh, the New Hampshire Fisher Cats, I'd say, are trying to uh, create some more offense and definitely did with Kevin Biggio in the leadoff spot, at least igniting Kevin Biggio's bat that had been slumping of late two for three with three RBIs and a run scored. This included his 17th home run, which was a three run blast in the second inning and was a big contributor to the uh, four run second inning. Harold Ramirez drove in the other run with his fifth home run of the season during that part during that inning as well. So there was your offense for the, New Hampshire Fisher Cats. Ramirez would end up going two for three. Juan Kelly would go two for four as well as three New Hampshire Fisher Cats were able to drive in um, or hit multiple hit games. Kevin Biggio also had his 11th stolen base of the season during his uh, debut in the leadoff spot. Josh DeGraff got the outing for the uh, New Hampshire Cats, Fisher Cats starting rotation. Five and a third just allowed the one home run. And pretty much cruised six hits, one earned run, as I mentioned, two walks and five strikeouts. He gave gave way to Kirby Sneed in the sixth inning, who uh, compl- quickly recorded the last two outs in that inning. Travis Bergen would uh, pick up where he left off in the next inning and continued to, he would do so well in that inning, he would just get two. So two innings and allowing just one hit while striking out five. So that's five of the six batters that he faced he was able to strike out. And then it's another case-closed situation as Andrew Case picks up his sixth save in his inning of work and uh, gives Josh DeGraff his third win of the season. Moving right along, the Dunedin Blue Jays were able to beat the Tampa Tarpons, who used to be the Tampa Yankees. Another solid outing on the mound for Yesne Diaz, who picked up nine strikeouts and six innings of work. The Blue Jays were able to just ride his performance and five hits, two earned runs, a walk. And like I mentioned, the nine strikeouts is very impressive as he picks up his first win as a member of the Dunedin Blue Jays and showed what we were uh, excited about seeing with him in the Lansing Lugnuts uniform. I had the pleasure of seeing him while pitch while I was in Lansing, and he has the stuff. It's about controlling his pitches and watching that command pick up his game. Joshua Placios in the first uh, leadoff spot continues to rake another two-hit performance from him. He also oh, – he didn't steal a base tonight. That's first. <laughs> so the main parts of this offense for the uh, Deneen Blue Jays has been Andres Satillo, who hit his first home run as a Deneen Blue Jay. Um, that occurred in the fifth inning, tied the ball game up. And then Casey Clemens later in that inning picked up a single that scored Kevin Smith, who had previously singled. 
and there you go. So now the Blue Jays had the lead at two to one. Things would get tied up in that bottom of the sixth as Don, Don Thompson Williams singled in a run for the Tampa uh, Yarpins. Tarpins, sorry. And then Ender Satio continues to enjoy his debut at the catching spot here. And a sack fly would put the Blue Jays up on top. And then Brock Lundquist in the eighth inning put the cherry on top as he hits a double to drive in Ivan Castillo. So Brock Lundquist recently called up from the Lansing Lugnuts, who had been completely mashing with the Lansing Lugnuts. So it's good to see him get his... Uh, promotion here and if you have a chance to check out his milb.com profile he has one of the best handlebar mustaches you're going to see in a while <laughs> so in his debut was the Dunedin Blue Jay picks up a double in a run RBI so good per- debut for Brock Lundquist and I hope more power can to him as for the Lansing Lugnuts the mighty Lugnuts uh, unfortunately fell to the West Michigan Whitecaps um, on the road yesterday as they lost 8-4. to four. As the Deneen Blue Jays have been pulling up talent, the uh, White Cat, or the Lugnuts have obviously had to scrape to fill those holes. And in the midst of all this, their pitching has been improving, oddly enough. But Maximo Castillo, um, five innings of work, five hits, three earned runs, which came off of a pair of lawn bombs. And struck out five while walking three. So after having a dominant eight-inning performance in his last outing. A little sluggish and had the battle through those five innings for Castillo this time. So, and uh, for him, at least the offense was able to uh, keep him in the ballgame for a lot of it. Yenar Hujosa would come in and allowed four earned runs in his debut with the Lansing Lugnuts. He would pitch an inning and two-thirds. Um... Just a rough outing to start things off with, but I'm sure he will uh, get his footing and settle back in. Orlando Pasquale would pick, come in and did pretty well in his inning at third, allowed one run, but scattered four hits and struck out a pair. But at this point, the uh, Whitecaps had kind of already swished over the Lansing Lugnuts. But on offense, for the Lansing Lugnuts, uh, Jesus Navarro would pick up his first home run as a Lansing Lugnut as he went two for four and, ru- and scored two runs as well. Um, along would pick up the RBI while he drove it himself on a solo blast. Samad Taylor continues to be red freaking hot. Another double for him. And then <coughs> Brandon Grezelonic would end up picking up three hits and leading the way for the Lansing Lugnuts. Three for four with a RBI in the game. But unfortunately, the uh, Lansing Lugnuts went two for six with runners in scoring percentage. Just didn't have the opportunities there to be able to really get back into this ball game. So that is your minor league recap here for the events that occurred on July 3rd. So all you Toronto Blue Jays fans, I hope you're enjoying these shows. If, judging from the stats that I have been getting, you are having lots of fun listening to these. Um, don't forget a couple. We have been posting random clips from the live show that we had this past weekend. Um, the one that seems to be getting the most hits is uh, Grant, uh, Hayden Godfrey of Jays Journal and I were talking who will be your 2019 Toronto Blue Jays. Make sure you check out that list. Um, we had some fun chit chatting about that. Who would be on the team if you today was opening day and we didn't re-sign anybody or trade for anybody at this trade deadline? Kind of left me with some fun options on who we'd be trucking out there each day. 
But in all reality, I'm actually very impressed with the lineup, and so is Hayden. So check that out. Also, don't forget, 7 o'clock this evening, Jose Bautista's uh, return to the Toronto Blue Jays continues. So don't forget to check that out as Marcus Stroman takes on uh, Corey Oswald. So going to be another good outing for that. And I think the offense will be able to keep going against the young young uh, pitcher for the New York Mets. So that being said, don't forget, if you're looking for tickets, hit up SeatGiant.ca. You can get a nice discount from um, our show when you type in the word Jaybird. And also, don't ever forget, let's go Blue Jays. And we'll be here every weekday morning. Have a happy 4th of July, everybody, and take care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.